Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'd like to remind every Christian here today that you are a soldier. Yes, the Bible talks about putting on the helmet of salvation. Well, that's not a leisure helmet and it's not a sun cap, but it is an armor because we are in warfare and we are soldiers. And so the Bible speaks about these different parts of the armor. And today I would like to speak about that very, very important and essential part of the armor of the Lord that he has given unto us, that we can have success in life, and it is the helmet, the helmet. Yeah, the helmet is important. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 8, But since we believers belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope and confident assurance of salvation. In another translation, it says, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation. That's the helmet. That helmet is hope. It's the essence of hope. How wonderful it is that we can have hope in our days. Without hope, you give up. Without hope, you don't go any further. Without hope, you don't want to get up anymore. You don't want to fight anymore. Because you believe it has no, no sense anymore to move forward or to do anything. You have given up. But we should not be those that give up. We should be those that have hope. No matter how long you are in your struggle, no matter how big or strong the enemy is against you, no matter how impossible situation is that you are in, today believe, today have hope that God is with you. All things are possible for those that believe. With God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will be with you every day of your life. Yes, hallelujah. He is with us today. And as long as he is with us, we have hope. We have hope. Hope is a beautiful thing. It is a glorious thing. It is a very essential and important thing for us to have. Well, you should know today that the armor is important because you are a soldier and the battle is raging on. Maybe you thought, well, John, I expected when I prayed that sinner's prayer, or maybe, oh, John, I expected when I got baptized in water, oh, John, I expected when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, all the battle would be over, the whole battle would be over, every battle would be over, every struggle would be gone, and it would just be a smooth ride out from here on, to heaven's gates. Well, my dear friend, I don't want to disappoint you, but I want to tell you that's not the case. That's not what the Bible says. That's not how life in practice is. It wasn't like that for Jesus, the Son of God, and it's not like that for the believers today or in any time of history. No, we are in a battle, and the battle is raging on, and we have to do with a great and terrible enemy. And we can only conquer him or overcome him in the name of Jesus and in the power of Jesus. And we need to wear that armor to be safe for his attacks. Now, I know the breastplate 
is a very important part of the armor, the breastplate of righteousness, because the Bible says, protect your heart above all things that you can protect, because out of the heart flow the origins of life. So the heart is very important, but a head wound can be fatal too. So I want to tell you, the helmet is no less of importance to you today to put on that helmet of salvation, that helmet of hope. It is very important because, as I said, a head wound can kill you too and stop you from moving forward or doing anything right. So that helmet is very important to protect the head. The helmet is there to protect the head. Now, let me just tell you, you need to know that you're in a battle, so you need to be watchful. Watchful. And to be watchful as a child of God is a very important thing. Realizing that the enemy is around us. We are in this world that is territory where the enemy has his ground, knows his way, and uh, goes his way. And so we can suddenly be in front of him or he can suddenly be in front of us. Now I'm not saying, as some people, you know, they see the devil everywhere. When you ask them for just a sugar lump, oh, they see the devil there in the sugar cup. They see the devil everywhere. I don't live like that. I'm a child of God. Also my home, I can tell you, it is a home of a child of God. The Holy Spirit resides there because the children of God are there. And I know that my home is free of those evil spirits and things. And I don't go around coming into my house with some uh, holy water and things and, and cleansing the house because uh, somehow an evil spirit is there or the devil is there. But in your home, I tell you sometimes, maybe through your phone or through a TV or something, that can be an attack on your mind. So be watchful everywhere. But don't confess that the devil is in your house. But be watchful everywhere. We are living in this world. And the enemy does not want to give us any space or any room. No, he doesn't want to give us any success or any victory. He doesn't want to make peace with us in that way that we can make peace with him. Because he doesn't want to surrender. And he doesn't want to convert and he doesn't want to give up, and he doesn't want to follow Jesus and honor him. No, he is the enemy of Christ, and so he is our enemy. He is the enemy of the cross, and so he is our enemy. We cannot make peace with him. We cannot make a truce with him. No, I tell you, he is our enemy, and he will be our enemy, and uh, that's the way we have the relationship, and we should keep the relationship we are not friends. He doesn't like me. He doesn't love me. I don't like him at all. I don't love him at all. No, we keep our distance. And I'm not speaking to the devil like some people. They use all their prayer time to speak to the devil. I don't do that. My prayer time is to speak to the Lord. But you know, I know he's there. I know that somehow he wants to take hold of my health, of my happiness, my joy. He wants to come into my mind to bring unrest. He wants he wants to come into my mind to confuse me and to put me on the wrong path. And so the helmet is so important not to allow him to walk through your mind and through your head and, and, and to think his thoughts, but to keep your mind clear of his thoughts. Yeah, that's why you need that helmet. That helmet is so important. So we need to look to our head. You know, why is the head so important? Because the head is a particular place 
where the temptations of Satan can find an entrance in our mind. Yes, this is a real battleground. We are talking about this world being a battleground because, you know, he goes around like a lion roaring, seeking whom he can devour. And we know he is destroying so many lives around the world. We know that he is positioned in high places, in politics and in show business and in business and all these things. And we know he finds his way there and has his influence there. And in all these things that are going around, we are walking as children of light. In all this darkness everywhere, we are walking as children of light. We have our, our shield of faith. And we have the sword of the Spirit and the breastplate, etc., etc., we are walking through this life and we are fighting off all those temptations. But the mind is a battlefield in itself. And he loves to come into our mind with temptation. He loves to tempt us by exalting ourselves, our I. Yes, pride is one of those things that he just uses in our mind that we start to think we are someone. We believe you know, oh, the devil can't touch me because now I am so strong, but not in the strength of the Lord, not in the victory of Jesus, but because, you know, I know the Lord for so many years. I'm walking as a child of God. I've read so many scriptures. I've memorized so many verses. And then we start to rely upon ourselves. And you see how he works. He doesn't make you to trust upon, you know, uh, rituals that you would say, no, I don't do those things. Those things are, are idol worship. I don't do those things. No, but somehow you start to rely on yourself, on your own strength, on your own doing. And because of that, you start to allow him to give him a room there that you're not fully dependent upon the Lord. Only by being fully dependent upon the Lord can we have victory. Yeah, you know what's also a problem? When people start to applaud us, maybe you preached very well. Maybe you sang so beautifully in the choir. Maybe you did such a good child service or Sunday school service and, and you're getting applause of people. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to appreciate someone. No, I think we should appreciate each other and thank each other. But all glory be unto God. Hallelujah. And sometimes when we get that applause, you know, it goes into the mind. It works in such a way that it is, oh, the enemy is smart there. But if we have that helmet on, then we will stay safe for those temptations to start to lean upon the flesh and starting to depend upon ourselves. The head, you know, is also liable to an attack from skepticism. Yeah, when we start to Think about these things of the sometimes even Bible verses in a carnal way that we start to overthink them. And now, you know, we think we know all of the book of Revelation because we have studied Hebrew, because we have studied this, because we have studied that. And now we are reading the Bible no longer in dependency upon the Holy Spirit, but we are reading the Bible according to the eyes of our mind, of our intellect, of our flesh. And so that's the way that the enemy can come into our mind and he can deviate us from the truth. Suddenly now we become like those people who have the Bible, but it's dead unto us because we don't have the spirit of light 
revealing unto us the secrets, opening up the word to us. And then it's strange how some people, you know, they were so in faith, but now they went to theology school and now suddenly they question everything and they don't believe in nothing anymore. Oh, it's unbelievable how that can work. And so the mind is very open for that. And we start to question this and question God. It's just like those people who opened up the Ark of the Covenant. And they were looking inside, trying to understand with their mind the depth of God. And you know, they were killed because of that. And it kills the life in us. And so keep that helmet of salvation on your head. That means it is the hope. Hope. The hope in Christ, not the hope in your intellect, in your mind, or in whatever else, but it is a hope in Him and our full dependency upon Him. There's another way that the enemy can attack our mind, our head, and it is with a, a, a mindset of unbelief, unbelief. You know, sometimes you, you're disappointed, maybe with your pastor, maybe with your church, Maybe because you prayed for something, but it wasn't answered in the way that you expected it. And the Lord did not do what you asked of him in the way that you asked him to do it. And now you get angry, you get bitter, you get disappointed. And you're looking to the things and, and, the, and the mindset of unbelief has come in. Well, the Lord didn't do it then. Why should he do it now? The Lord didn't do such, so, and so, so why would he do this now? You know, it's unbelievable if you look to the Israelites through the desert. Every day they were enjoying miracles of God. Food was coming down. Water was in rich supply. Their clothes were kept strong and as new as also were their shoes. And they were being taken care of and the pillar of light and a fire to warm them in the night, and the pillar of cloud to lead them during the day and give them shade, and etc., etc., etc. Every day those miracles. And yet, when they would come to a place where there was a little challenge, well, it was a big challenge in one way, but compared to all the miracles that they had seen, it was a small thing. They immediately would go back into that old mindset and that old mindset of slavery, that old mindset of unbelief, it was in the mind, you know. Oh, yes, you know, the Lord can't do it. Moses, it can't be done. Moses, why are we in the desert? Moses, did the Lord bring us here to kill us here that we would be buried in the desert? Oh, Moses, let us just go back to Egypt. Let us just go back to the cucumbers, yes. That's what it says in the Bible. They longed for the cucumbers in the Egypt. Yeah, but it was an awful life in Egypt. And God had given them the promise of a promised land. And he was leading them there. When they came to that border, all oh, that whole mindset of unbelief made them to rebel against God. And that happens in the mind. So be very careful also of those people who speak unbelief into your ears and I heard some people say, well, John, I listen to him, but that goes into this ear. It comes out of that ear. For me, it's no problem. But that's, that's not true. All words are seed. And when it goes in here, it does something here. And maybe it lays dormant for years. But somewhere that seed can come to life. So be aware what you allow in your mind. 
you know, we can also be attacked in our mind by the threatenings from the world. Maybe at the workplace, you know, they're threatening you. You cannot take off on Sunday anymore. You can't do this. You cannot wear a cross anymore. You cannot have your Bible on your desk anymore. You cannot have that picture with that scripture there anymore. And there can be so much threatenings in the family or on the workplace or maybe in your neighborhood that you're just crawling into a corner and it is coming into your mind. And now you're afraid to witness. You're afraid to let people know that you are a Christian. You're afraid, you know, to walk around with that cross, a symbol, or you're afraid to have that sign above your door, Lord, bless this house. Or you don't want that scripture in the hallway anymore. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, because you are afraid now. And you're fearing, what if they see it? What if my family, what if my boss hears that? And because of those threatenings, it plays a role in your mind that you allow that fear to come in and to control you. You need that helmet of salvation, dear friend. You need to put that helmet back on. Hope, hope, that helmet is hope. And you know, there is also that attack in the mind by the errors of our times. Yes, we are living in crazy days. And you have so many different churches. And in some churches you can live any lifestyle and you can do anything and there's no confrontation whatsoever to change your life. And so many people are settled now in a lifestyle that is so non-befitting for a child of God, but somehow they have allowed it all to come into the church. It's in this world. We know it's in the world, but we are not of this world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. But now so many churches, they are of the world. They have all the same lifestyles and everything is allowed and you should not condemn them. And when somebody says anything that would confront you to repent and to live a holy life, they would call that condemnation or lovelessness. And out of unity, uh, the cross unifies everybody and everything. Well, that's not true. Oh, the cross is there to separate us from the world that we will live as holy children of God in a lifestyle that is befitting to the word of God. And it's not the word that needs to be adopted to the times. It's our life that needs to change to get in line with the word of God, my dear friend. But all these strange mindsets and thinking and tongues in the world, oh, it comes into your mind. You need that helmet of salvation. Now quickly in closing, that helmet, it's not your own helmet that you made or fabricated somewhere in the basement, but God is the giver of that helmet. And that helmet is not made by a paper or paper mache or a metal or some earthly thing. That helmet is made by the Lord himself. And the metal it's made of, if I can call it metal, or the substance it's made of, it is hope itself. Hope itself. That hope is not based upon a ritual. It's not based upon our good works. It's not based upon the things of this world but it is based upon the eternal grace and mercy of God. It is based upon the accomplished work of Christ on Calvary. 
It is based upon him and him alone, his work, his doing, his accomplishment, and he finished it all for us. Hallelujah. And that helmet, that hope is strong. Yes, it is very strong. That helmet has such a strength that it will endure any attack of the enemy. But you must keep your helmet on. You know, you have those helmets that you just, it's more like a hat, you know, you put it on your head. Well, it can flip off at any, when you run or rush or something hits it or even a little wind comes, it can just blow the helmet off. But you have those helmets with those you know, laces or whatever they have, those Romans, they had the metal plates on the side, they would bind it up. And so we need to put that helmet on and tie it on and keep it on. Oh, it's so important that through it all, and you know, when darkness comes against us and, and this wrong thinking comes against us and fear comes against us and all these other things that I've been speaking about, that we will keep our mind clear that we will keep our mind focused upon the Lord, that we will keep following him knowing we have hope. We have Jesus as our anchor of hope. We have salvation because Jesus paid the price in full. And we have that salvation not based upon any of our works or any work upon this earth. And nothing can destroy or undo the work of Jesus, but it has been fully accomplished and we are wearing it because God put it on. Now, don't let the enemy supply a helmet to you. Or the enemy also hands out helmets. And he wants to close your mind. And he has closed many minds. And some helmets are religious helmets with all kinds of rituals. Some helmets are proud helmets with so much pride in it. But he has so many helmets that he passes out that people wear to close their mind for the gospel. Oh, but the Holy Spirit can find a way where there's an opening to penetrate that mind and to come in with light and with life eternal. Oh, my dear friend, if you have a helmet on of this world that the devil provided and it's closed for the gospel of Jesus Christ, say, oh, Lord, Oh, every time that you come with conviction, every time you come with words of life, my mind opposes you. Oh, it's like that helmet is closing me for the truth. But help me to get this helmet off that the world put upon my mind, my head, and help me to put on the mind of Christ, the helmet of salvation, the helmet of hope, that I will trust upon him, that I may walk as a child of God, a child of purity, a child of God that is walking towards its eternal home and eternal destiny with you, Lord, in the heavenly places. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 